brought to you by the WZIP sports team. This is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. Someone brings a video up and was like, hey, look at this. And we all kind of watch it. And to be honest with you, we all just kind of like chuckled and, and just <laughs> thought nothing of it. Exclusive original content. They do need Austin. Every Theory. brand needs Austin. That's no. why SmackDown won. That's why SmackDown won. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. they got Austin Theory. And of course, the hottest takes. Kings Celtics. Okay. If we see Kings Sixers, I'll sell my dog. <laughs> Man, you heard it here first. Mitch Bates is going to sell his dog. So get ready because it's time for SPT Overtime. What is up, WZIP fans? Welcome to another episode of SPT Overtime. I'm your host, Liam Riggenball, and with me today is... Mitch Bates. Drew Bailey. And today we have an episode of a new podcast for you. We're going to call it Unzipped Sports History for now. The idea of this podcast is basically just going to be deep diving into historical sports events. And today for you, we've got the Super Bowl. So we're going to talk about things like how it came to be and then memorable games, memorable performances and things we remember. And then eventually get into our predictions for the game this week. So, boys, how are we doing today? Man, it's a great day. It's always a great day to be up here at WZIP. I'm excited to talk ball with you guys. I got one thing I need to to share before we get into it. Today, very special holiday. Not sure if you guys are aware. National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Let's go. Round of applause. Oh, yeah. Let's go, ladies. Woo! <laughs> I need to hear your favorite female athletes before we get into the Super Bowl. Favorite female athlete of yeah. all time? Or right now, or just whoever you want to give your flowers to. I was always a big Elena Della Don fan mm. in the WNBA. Ball Just a bucket her. getter. A bucket getter. How about you, Mitch? I, I have to give it to Serena Williams. I feel like that's like a domination. Classic answer. Domination. But you can't. You can't hate winning. Yeah. You can, you can't hate dominance. Well, you can, but I'm not about to. Yeah. I don't. I don't root for tennis. So like, there's no one I'm rooting against against Serena Williams for. Mm. Exactly. Drew. I'm thinking of the future. Future of the WNBA. Caitlin Clark. I think she could play on the Pistons right now. <laughs> She's an exciting player. While she could probably play on the Pistons, I'm still mad about her flop at Ohio State. Womp womp. Total flop. That was the craziest clip. She's a bad actor. Trying to ruin court storming for all of us. Like ran into the fan and then blamed the fan. Like a heat-seeking missile. (laughs) That was rough. She's a good ball player, though. Yeah, she's great. Good ball player. Potentially should be in jail. (laughs) We'll see. Anyways, I just wanted to to shout out my, my ladies. Love what you guys do. Happy Women in Sports Day. And the Akron women, too. And the Akron women, shout out the especially. Akron women, the my athletes. lady zips. <laughs> All right, Liam, go ahead. All right, so let's, let's get into the podcast today. Again, shout out the women. Really appreciate you guys, everything that you guys do. So the first thing that we wanted to get into today was kind of how the Super Bowl came to be. I was going to start here with a little background and see if you guys just wanted to add in. So Super Bowl started, initially you go back to 1960, Lamar Hunt, who's the original owner of the Chiefs, was denied ownership of an NFL franchise. So he's like, all right, I'm out. I'm starting the AFL. And successfully starts the AFL with other business owners who were also denied by the NFL. And then in 1966, the competition between the two leagues is great enough that they decide they're going to merge, kind of like how we have the UFL this year. And they're going to operate separately until 1966. But in 1967, we have our first what will become the Super Bowl, but it is just called the World Championship Game, the AFL-NFL World Championship Game, and it is the only Super Bowl ever to not sell out. Now, Super Bowl three is the first one that, uh, that initially becomes called the Super Bowl, and that's the one between the Baltimore Colts and Joe Namath. Joe Namath's guarantee, the whole nine yards, which actually kind of saved it because 
the NFL had won the two previous games, and if it had just become one-sided, it might have lost all of its value. Um, some other alternate name ideas also proposed by Lamar Hunt were the big one, the Pro Bowl, which we got later, and the World Series of Football. The Super Bowl was actually a name used initially as a joke that the media fell in love with and kind of ran with. And like I said, the NFL wins the first two until Joe Namath, arguably the worst Hall of Famer of all time, has his way with the Baltimore Colts. Boys, anything? Well, with the first two being, obviously, as most people know, the Packers' victories, I think it's tough to kind of measure greatness in the beginning because, as we know, like, nowadays in football, stats are inflated completely. Like, if you compare a middle-of-the-line quarterback to a top-tier quarterback back then, it's going to make the the middle-of-the-line quarterback seem like a Hall of Famer, so... I think it's kind of hard to recognize greatness in that sense, but Bart Starr is someone that I wanted to bring up in this conversation because I know that he was the first great quarterback of the Super Bowl era. First Super Bowl MVP. Exactly, and I think it also goes without saying on the Packers defense, Ray Nitschke is someone that you'll never hear his name if you're not like a – I've never heard that name. Never. I've never heard Ray Nitschke with – He's an NFL Hall of Famer, one of the best Packers linebackers of all time, and I wanted to bring some recognition to him too because I feel like he was really the first great defensive player for the Super Bowl era of the NFL to see, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not super into like old, old football of the 60s. I'm not super knowledgeable when it comes to like players or results. I know Joe Namath. I don't know. Nitschke, or I think is his name that Mitch just said. Mm-hmm. So I was more interested in, I guess, the stuff outside football and how the name came to be because Super Bowl is kind of, I mean, to us, it's super familiar. That's just what it's always been called. At least that's what it feels like, but it hasn't. And so I did some research into the origin of the name. And like Liam said, originally, I think it was just the AFL NFL World Championship. And then. Not a banger name. Not, not a, banger. a banger. That's name. pretty boring. That doesn't move me. I yeah, so I'm glad they picked Super Bowl, but I don't know if you guys looked into like the story behind it. I'm, no, okay. So Lamar Hunt, hit us we, with it. Lamar Hunt, he's a business guy, he's a visionary. All right, he comes up with the AFL. He was trying to think of a name better than AFL NFL Championship, and apparently this might be an urban legend, but apparently it's true. His kids were playing with this bouncy ball made of synthetic rubber, called the Super Ball. Okay. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> okay. I love Wikipedia. It's uh, it's reliable, I promise. We but do the yeah. hardcore in-depth research, yeah. so you don't okay. have to. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, a Super Bowl is a toy bouncy ball based on a type of synthetic rubber invented in 1964 by chemist Norman Stingley. Shout out, Norm. So, <laughs> Lamar Hunt's kids, apparently, as the story goes, they were playing with this toy bouncy ball, which apparently... If thrown by the average adult, it can go up to three stories, okay? The ball's not really important, but the name is Super Ball. So Lamar Hunt, he might have plagiarized a little bit, but he said, what if we call the game the Super Bowl? Super makes everything better. Super Super Bowl, Super Ball, Super League. What was the NFL commissioner? Was it Pete Rozelle? Pete Rozelle. Pete Rozelle, okay. Apparently Pete Rozelle thought this was pretty goofy and gimmicky. Like, I believe Hunt pitched the name. He's like, listen, guys, I got it. Super Bowl. And Pete Rozelle was like, that's a little bit 
silly why like that's corny why are we calling it like we need people to take this seriously we're not calling it the super bowl but apparently at least by year two of the championship the media was calling it the super bowl even nfl films was calling it the super bowl so by year three super bowl three is when the nfl adopted the name a question i have for you guys maybe you can think on the fly but alternate names for the super bowl that you would have liked to see i asked chat gpt for some alternate names for the Super Bowl. Give me some chat GPT. What GPT, examples. a couple of my favorites from the good old GPT, the pigskin spectacle, the gridiron glory game, some alliteration there, and the football mega match. I like mega in there. I was just thinking like yeah. back to the movie Semi-Pro with the Flint Tropic Mega Bowl. Like that yeah. just sounds. Yeah. I like the gridiron glory game. The, the G's really roll off the tongue there. but I just like the word gridiron too. I don't know why. Pigskin hardcore too. And gritty. Pigskin just sounds like that's just an American word right there. Let's just go toss the pigskin around. It feels oh, old sure. fashioned. That word sounds like yeah. No one knew what CTE was back then. <laughs> they were just tossing yeah. the pigskin around. That's what it was all about. Anyways, I thought that was a cool story about the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, it was really interesting. Um, so some other early Super Bowl stories that I have. Nothing fantastic, but Super Bowl seven. You have the Dolphins becoming the only undefeated team. Larry Zonk, I believe, in the Super Bowl, accounted for over half of the Dolphins' total yards of offense. Like, just domination. I believe still Ohio legend, Larry Zonka? Yeah. Sure, yep. And then in Super Bowl five, no, not Super, not Super Bowl five. No, it was Super Bowl five. You have the first ever defensive Super Bowl MVP with uh, linebacker Chuck Howley of the Dallas Cowboys, and he's also the only person to ever win it in a losing effort. He had two interceptions, but like ev- everything I read about this was that the performance was way more dominant, just that individual tackles and uh, sacks were not a kept stat yet. So like if you apparently if you can go back and watch the game, you would just be like, wow, like this dude is Lawrence Taylor before Lawrence Taylor in the Super Bowl. But yeah, I got to go to uh, Chuck Howley's Hall of Fame inductee like the ceremony of the year he got inducted and I got to see his speech and there were so many people in the build up video that were just talking about oh the Super Bowl MVP on a losing team on defense and like basically changing the game really so I can speak from knowing about that 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 was like one of the most dominant defensive Super Bowl performances ever because we barely ever see a defensive player to win Super Bowl MVP let alone when they lose so what year is that where you won and they lost? That would be Super Bowl five, so that would be 71, I believe. 71. Okay. I'm going to bring up the NBA here just, just for a second just because I have Jerry more. Jerry West? More no- yeah, Jerry West. <laughs> that was 1969. Only I believe he's the only finals MVP ever to in win NBA, in a losing yeah. effort. I think we maybe we are just – we value winning too much now. Because, I mean, 69, 71, I don't know what happened after that. I guess no one likes losers anymore, but <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Same era. Now it just hasn't happened again in either sport since then. Yeah, it is cool. I always thought that – I honestly thought, like a genuine thought in my head was that LeBron was going to win one one of those finals against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. He was just Lothanos being the greatest <laughs> basketball player ever. But never got one. I, it probably won't ever happen again. Like I feel like it, it's just an unwritten rule that you have to win the game mm-hmm. to win. I mean, Jay, I was going to bring up Jalen Hurts later from last year. One of the greatest performances of all time in a losing effort. 304 passing yards with a passing touchdown, 70 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Like, he should have won MVP. I don't even – it doesn't even matter. I think he should have yeah, won Yeah, like, it. you dominate like that and don't win it. You, he was the most valuable player. Mm-hmm. That's one of the problems with sports, I think. And even when we, like, remember great players' careers, whether it is NBA or NFL, it always comes back to 
oh, but how many times, how many rings do you have? How many times did you win it all? And I just think that's completely unfair to superstars that have never won a ring or anything like that. Because you even talk about the Warriors, like, that dynasty lasted for a long while where there were great players in their prime that just never got a ring because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, not to bring it too much on basketball, but... Do it. Sports pod, all sports pod. <laughs> Let's go, but... Yeah, I just think it's kind of unfair how we view superstars in that way, and Jalen Hurts was a perfect example there. Yeah, I think just MVP awards in general, I guess it seems like Lamar's going to win it this year, but it seems a lot of times that it's just one of the best teams the best quarterback. and we just picked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see a non-quarterback win it. I mean, I, yeah, McCaffrey. Like, McCaffrey should have won it this year, in my opinion. Like, dude rushed for over 1,400 yards and I believe had over five, almost 600 receiving. Clearly the focal point of his offense, no matter what ga- what team's game plan for, they couldn't stop him. Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown, was like the most automatic bet in yeah. the history of bets. Mm-hmm. He got to like minus 230 a couple weeks ago, which should not – Anytime touchdown bets are almost always in the plus odds, almost always, and that was just that was just insane to see that. Yeah, it's it's interesting how they do view the MVP sort of conversation because you could argue even giving it to Tyree Kill. I think that would be more solidified if he didn't get hurt at the end of the year and start missing games. But I think both of them could win it over Brock Purdy, and I'm confident Brock Purdy's the number two option to win it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's Mahomes and Purdy as the quarterback are the two favorites. I don't think Purdy's the second. I don't think he has the second shortest odds, but I feel like that's the next. If the 49ers win, unless McCaffrey has like two or three touchdowns, I don't see how Which Purdy he could. Which he I could. will give the Super Bowl credit. The Super Bowl does have like a better history of more diverse positions winning it. I mean, you have Cooper Cup a couple of years ago. Edelman won one. Like usually you can get a receiver, but you have to have like a dominant, dominant game. And if not, it's just like, all right, quarterback of the winning team, there you go. Right. I honestly thought when the Rams won it, I thought Aaron Donald should have won the MVP. Just he was so dominating that game, came up with a big stop at the end. But Malcolm Smith for the Seahawks won <laughs> five, one Super Bowl MVP. Is he the one that – Of course he did. Big Seahawks fan here. What's uh-huh. up? Did he commit a crime? <laughs> There's one Super Bowl. It might. Oh. Talking. Talking about Ray Lewis? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hold up. Give me one. Second. Did you see the video of Ray Lewis? He was like, he was dressed up as a janitor at the Pro Bowl. Did you guys With see the that? Dreads? Yeah. yeah. I saw Peyton Manning look at him like he was. <laughs> he like his flashbacks. personal safety alert was going off. <laughs> it was so interesting. But it was. I'm telling you, I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm pretty confident it wasn't Malcolm Smith that got. It wasn't. Oh, I don't. Maybe think I don't it was. know ball. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was that was. Yeah. Who was it? I don't know where I brought that from. No, it was 40- a different Eagles player. Got thirty-seven months in jail for tax fraud. That was like on that team, or on the on the one mm-hmm. the Eagles won. That was forty-three to eight. Seahawks over the Broncos. Malcolm yeah. Smith. Okay. Yeah. That game, by the way, it was beautiful. Blowout. It was beautiful. Blowout. I've never, like, the Broncos looked so, like they had no idea what they were doing. No idea. Like, they were just totally befuddled, but the, the Seahawks weren't doing anything new, it seemed like. It was a number one offense against a number one defense, because I did have this for later to bring up with our personal Super Bowl memories, so I won't go too deep in it, but... Un- just... Unstoppable force versus immovable object. Exactly. 43-8. to eight. <laughs> Now, Drew, what team are you a fan of? Browns? Cleveland, yeah. All right. So you might not have one, but I was thinking uh, we go maybe like a... Do it to over Super Bowl that our team was in. Like, I had... Super Bowl um, 18, just because I'm a Raiders fan, and 
watching Marcus up the middle on like an NFL films films gets me going every time. I I get so fired up. He's just such a smooth runner and just gashing right through the Washington football team name redacted. Um, it just it brings me so much joy every time. My team's been an irrelevant, poorly run franchise for my entire life, but there was there was light at one point. Is that the only appearance that they have in Raiders? the Super Bowl? Yeah, no, we've won three, baby. Oh, really? I was gonna say I didn't think it was just the Raiders. Not since '82, though. <laughs> no, because the last time the Raiders went was 2002, mm-hmm. and they had the year before they had traded John Gruden to the Buccaneers, and they didn't change up any signals with, for the new coach because it was just a new coach got promoted from underneath Gruden. They didn't change up any signals, so they play John Gruden's Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and just get curb stomped. I believe the Super Bowl MVP that year had was a DB with two pick sixes. Hmm. Let me double check that. Not sure what time period that would have. Not Barber. It was two thousand two, but it was no. Uh, uh, Barber was on that team. Oh, really? But it was another dude. Yeah, Barber had a pick also. It was it was a route. But how about you, Mitch? How about some? Give us a Seahawks uh, Super Bowl that you love. Well, we've been in three. I know we played the Steelers. I'm not sure what year that was, but. The two most famous Seahawks Super Bowls. I'll talk about one of them because the other one, uh, as a as a Seahawks fan, I would just prefer to forget about that moment. You know, Malcolm Butler, Russell Wilson. Sorry, Dexter Jackson. That safety's name with the two picks. Dexter Jackson. Okay. Sorry, keep going, Mitch. Yeah, that's a um, good defensive back name. I was gonna say that is. That just, I like the name that, Dexter. That, has, that guy's a ball hawk. <laughs> that guy has just ball hawk aura. All like, I'm not throwing in Dexter. Dexter's, Dexter's a great direction. name. I love the name Dexter. <laughs> but yeah, it's perfect that you cut me off right when I got to talking about the interception because <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. No, no, no. I mean it. We don't need to talk about that interception. I mean the decision making by Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson throwing the ball to Ricardo Lockett of all people on the Seahawks team that year. It's actually you have future Raider legend Marshawn Lynch. It's actually <laughs> unbelievable. It's the craziest. It's the worst call in sports history. I don't care. It's just, I can't think of a worse call with a bigger moment than that call. And then he lasted another 10 years in Seattle or whatever. The um, you don't want <laughs> I've already heard your, ta- your takes on <laughs> this, but it's the worst thing ever. Like everyone's so happy with going 9 and 7 every year. Like, yeah, we almost made the playoffs. That's cool. And when we do, we get first-round bounce every year. So, But, hey. Russell's gone. Russell's new, gone. New beginnings. Pete Carroll's gone. It's about time. It's a bright future. We went from the oldest coach in the NFL to the youngest coach. So, I'm so satisfied with that. I haven't even talked about Mike McDonald on the airwaves yet, but I'm very, very happy with that hire. Drew, any, any Super Bowl in particular you love before we get into that a little I'll more? get into that later. I just want to shout out my Browns again since you guys are, <laughs> are hyping up your favorite teams. 1964 NFL Championship, 27 nothing over the Baltimore Colts. It wasn't a Super Bowl, but that was, that was the last championship game the Browns appeared in. And a stat I saw just relating to the misery of the Browns, which is like not even a talking point anymore, <laughs> but the Browns have never won an AFC North title. And I, they, they've never. Oh, because wanted, it wasn't called the AFC North. When they've they never won a division title. Yeah. Dang. So there's they were that. Like, they were like the dominant team before Super Bowls, like before Super Bowls. Yeah. Who was winning all the championships? That's all I ever hear is Cleveland fans being like, "We have championships." Yeah, before it doesn't say Super. Before 2016, that was the last major championship in any sport for Cleveland. Was 1964. 
That's a drought right there. It's so tough to be that bad for that long. It's impressive. Never went, We've never won a division title. How does that happen? I don't know. Yeah, you'd think, like, by luck. But, I mean, the Lions until this year were in the same boat. But the Browns have been in it since the start, like the very yeah. beginning. Like yeah. You could say, like, Jacksonville, too, but they haven't been Houston, in it since like, the yeah, start. They're, they're kind of fraud Super Bowl droughts because. Right. Anyways. So next I figured we get into some, like, some more uh, Super Bowl individual performances. I already talked about two of mine in Jalen Hurts and Chuck Halley. The third one I was thinking about was Desmond Howard. I don't like to talk about him because Michigan guy hit the Heisman pose on us. Don't love that. But – in a Super Bowl that I was not, like, sentient for, he won the MVP as a special teamer with 244 total special teams yards, including a 99-yard return touchdown. The fact that you could win a Super Bowl MVP on special teams, like, I wish I was around to watch that game. That had to be, like, I mean, Devin Hester didn't even win it. I mean, granted, they lost, but Devin Hester ran back the opening kick of the Super Bowl and didn't win it. Yeah, he's a dog. I mean, like, I didn't know how good Desmond Howard was in the NFL. Like, I assumed he was good in college because, like, the Heisman pose and everything like that. And he's on college game day. Like, he was probably a solid college player, but I never heard much about him in the NFL. But Super Bowl MVP is a Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he his NFL career never really met the insane level that his college career did. But still, like you said, Super Bowl MVP, it's going to be what it's going to be. And Banners fly forever. They do. They do. trophies stand forever. Maybe he's the better. I mean, either way. (laughs) So, yeah, any other – how about let's move into moments that we were alive for. Even – doesn't have to be your team, but just, like, big Super Bowl moments. I got one. Wow. Drew hit us. 2018 Patriots, Eagles, Super Bowl 52. Yeah. Nick Foles, Philly special. (laughs) Also, I didn't realize Nick Foles had a nice stat line in that game. 373 yards, three touchdowns. Obviously, we all remember the Philly special, mm-hmm. which I just rewatched before this. Chills. Insane call from Doug Peterson, 30 seconds left in the half. That, that's just one of the gutsiest play calls. I imagine Dan Campbell doing something like yeah. that. I mean, he has tried stuff like that already. But, yeah. Philly special. Putting your chips all the way in the Super Bowl. And to knock off Tom Brady and the Patriots just because. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. That was his MVP season, too, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Chills. It's outrageous. I feel like that should be up there with – almost up there with Eli knocking off the undefeated Patriots. They weren't quite the monster that the undefeated, almost undefeated Patriots were, but I just remember like, just assuming that there was a foregone conclusion that Tom Brady was going to win that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I feel like that's got to be the only instance of a quarterback catching a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I don't know, but I feel like it, there's no way that's happened a lot. And they tried – the Patriots tried to throw the Tom Brady later oh, in that yeah, game and then too, he, and he muffed it. Yeah. <laughs> Chills. Mitch, how about you? Yeah. Um, as far as games, I would go Super Bowl 50. And that was Panthers-Broncos, the Panthers' almost undefeated season. Peyton Manning kind of getting up there in age, losing opportunities. And we just saw that was one of the most dominant defenses of all time. And you can talk about the secondary with Chris Harris and Aqib Tlaib, T.J. Ward. There was DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller, who was Super Bowl MVP, another instance of a defensive player winning the MVP. And I felt like the entire season leading up to that was just built to be Cam Newton's Super Bowl, Cam Newton's moment. People give Cam Newton a lot of hard times in the comments of today, 
And I feel because like he didn't can, retire early enough, I think. You get New England Cam, you start being like, eh, but sorry. No. It was so bad. New England Cam was so bad. And if if you're young at that time and you're just starting to get into it, I can see how you wouldn't respect Cam Newton. But that season leading up to Super Bowl 50 was like one of the most dominant quarterback seasons we've ever seen. I mean, it was a unanimous MVP, and I thought it was a unanimous Super Bowl. They had the best corner in football that year, Josh Norman. We know corner – Best corner in the league varies every single season, but yes. that season was Josh Norman, and the Broncos just handled them, and Cam Newton doesn't want to fall in any fumbles. So that's how that year went. Hall of Fame business decision. <laughs> All right, one that I wanted to bring up was the first Super Bowl that I, as a kid, didn't leave at some point to go like play Xbox or like go hang out with my cousins. First one you were locked in. Yeah, I was locked in. <laughs> yeah. And it was the Ravens Niners Super Bowl because I in that that was the first year I played fantasy football as well and we auto-drafted our team and I got stuck with four Ravens players. But they just so happened to be awesome that year. So I was like I was rooting for the Ravens and to watch Jacoby Jones run that kickback, the lights go out in that one. Joe Flacco finally gets his ring. Ray Lewis gets the ride off in the sunset. Like, that one was just magical for me. For some reason, I hated the Niners then. Like, Colin Kaepernick was fun, and you have Michael Crabtree. Like, they were fun to watch, but I was all in, all in on the Ravens that year. I remember watching that game. I was wearing my Browns Colt McCoy jersey (laughs) for whatever reason. But, yeah, I do remember the lights going off. I just watched, like, a video from that game of John Harbaugh. I think the the phones went out on the 49er sideline, but mm. they didn't on the Ravens sideline. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like several conspiracies. Oh, probably. I think the Illuminati might have had a hand in that. <laughs> but well, so the the phones went out on the Niners sideline, and they were like, "Okay, well now you guys have to like turn off the phones yeah. on the Ravens sideline." Honor then, system here, guys. <laughs> and John Harbaugh is like, "No, like skill issue. It's not our fault that your phones <laughs> yeah. went out." So Sucks he's freaking out. Like I don't, I don't know what they decided, but the video he was like, "You need to leave it up to Goodell. Our phones are on. Leave them on." I agree, game. though. Yeah, imagine I agree. that Harbaugh, that Harbaugh family dinner after that Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, that's got to be brutal if you're Jim. Now he's got his natty, so like he can probably come sit at the big kids' table again. But losing a Super Bowl to your brother, wow. And they could, they can meet in the AFC Championship next year too. Now with the not situation happen. not happening, let's go. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> There's a chance. Also, now with the Browns season this year, I have a weird, I guess, appreciation for Joe Flacco, which I didn't before. <laughs> but I, I, this this is the game that made him elite. It's his own. True. I mean, it's his Super Bowl. You want a Super Bowl? Someone says is Joe Flacco elite. Like, you want a Super Bowl? That's why he's you just like talk yourself yeah, in a circle. That's that's the talking point. Two hundred eighty-seven yards, three touchdowns. He's elite. He got a massive contract after this game. He's elite. That is a game that did cement Joe Flacco. That's crazy. And think about the quarterback on the other side and what happened with him. That was that's Colin Kaepernick was supposed to be like a pretty big NFL name before everything that happened happened. And I'm not gonna go deeply into what happened. I'm pretty sure everyone knows by this point, but it's just interesting to see how everyone in that game where their careers went in directions. Mm-hmm. Another thing, as I was looking back, I kind of noticed it, and it was brought up on uh, another podcast I listened to, pardon my take, as they interviewed uh, Boomer, the ESPN guy. Um, But every decade, some team goes back-to-back. You start out with the Packers, the Steelers. uh, There was one in the 80s. Was it the Redskins? There's one in the 80s. You can't say that. 
The Redskins at the time. The redacted. The, sta- the, <laughs> the statue of limitations has expired. And then um, the 90s, you have, I believe, the Cowboys and the Broncos. 2000s, you have the Patriots. Uh, 2010s, Patriots again. And then this year, the this decade might have 2030s. You have the Browns with the four peat. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty special. After that's we why get rid of Watson. It's just appearances. that's why spoiler alert that might play a little bit in yeah, my back to back appearances, right? Yeah, yeah, because okay. yeah. I was I remember the Bills losing four straight. Yeah, so that was. I think I'd rather just not make a Super Bowl ever. <laughs> four straight, dude. Yeah, after two, <laughs> I'm, I don't. Just go, just now. Was the one that they lost on the kick? Was it wide left or was it right, wide right? I think it was wide right. Wide right right is what I. So hearing, so hearing them probably hearing them lose wide right again this year was probably extra just (laughs) salt in the wound. It was a nice throwback. I don't know what. Yeah, at least they were getting to the Super Bowl then. Now they just get beat. Next year, I want to see the Bills lose to the Chiefs again, just because it's like funny at this point. I don't. (laughs) I don't like the Chiefs. I don't like the Chiefs. But it's funny every year being like, "Oh, this is the year," and then Mahomes just. Pull some wizardry out. Everyone dislikes the Chiefs, and I'm not sure. I hate why. them because they're in my division. I hated them because they, uh, my team can't win except on Christmas Day when our season's already basically over. Mm-hmm. I I understand that part, like being a division team. Like I despise the Niners, and I would never root for the Niners to win this Super Bowl. But with the Chiefs, I, I just don't really get it. Like a lot of people, I feel like it's the Taylor Swift thing, and they just have now. And found you still got to appreciate the greatness. Yeah, like, like I hate him, Mahomes. but Patrick Mahomes might go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. Kelsey is close to, if not already, the greatest tight end of all time. Like those are just, yeah, you can't really dispute those. There's a lot of parallels for me, but like how I feel about the Chiefs as I did about like the Warriors dynasty. Just I think Mahomes and, and Curry is a pretty good description, just because I mean, both multiple MVPs, they both just find a way to to win big games and do things that the game has never seen, and they're not like. I don't think either of them are super – I don't know. I don't like either of them a lot, but I don't really get the hate for either of them either. I don't know. It's just dominance. I feel like people hate dominance. Like it happened yeah. with Tom Brady too where everyone wanted the Patriots to lose. It's just – it gets annoying to a certain point, I guess, when people see the same team winning over and over. So that might be a reason. But like you said, I think – at the end of his career, Mahomes will be top five quarterback of all time. Travis Kelsey's already top five. I don't think he's the best, but I think he's one of the best. And you you can hate it, but at the same time, I think you have to respect it. Yeah, because my thing with Mahomes too is that he's already kind of got the the Rogers defenders. He's got that argument where it's like, oh, he can do things that no one else can. So you just you give him five rings. I don't I don't know if I could deny that he's the goat. It's just tough. I can't. I can't. I can't write off what Tom Brady. Yeah. Like it'd be so tough for me to say, okay, he's better than Tom Brady all time. Until he wins that many rings. Yeah. If but he does. If he does, yeah. Well, know. if he if he wins seven rings, I'll just. Oh, if he wins seven rings, it's over. Like there's no conversation at that point. Because what do you give Tom Brady at that point? Exactly. Exactly. I feel like Mahomes and Brady, other than Tyreek Hill, neither like I think we talked about this on SPT on Sunday, but Mahomes hasn't really had amazing receivers other than than Tyreek Hill, who's obviously a really good receiver. But this year he has Rasheed Rice, Rice, MVS. Not not counting Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Kadarius Tony is the number one receiver if he gets the ball. He said that. That's that's ridiculous. I saw. I appreciate it, but didn't he try to say the video that came out last week was AI? Yeah, Yeah, that's hilarious. Legend. 
Legend. This entire podcast is AI. Yeah, it's actually We're not real. If my prediction's wrong, it was AI. This was actually a homework assignment that I had to do, and I typed it into yeah. ChatGBT. I saw something like say, oh, Kadarius Tony is active for the Chiefs on Sunday. A huge blow for the yeah. Chiefs. <laughs> you can guarantee on at least three like drive-ending drops and potentially an interception directly Didn't he score in him. the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. yeah, he had a great game in the Super yeah. Bowl last year. You would just think, like, if he plays like he did all year this year, they would bench him, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, how did he, how did he in like one it? year earn that much credit to play this bad and not get cut? I mean, they hyped him so much in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like, people are saying fantasy, like, high pick. There was people banking but on him. But also, Chiefs receivers just aren't reliable in fantasy, I feel like, other than Kelsey. Uh, yeah, he, he just none. picks a new guy every game in the past and is like, oh, this guy's scoring four touchdowns today. My last pick in my draft was Sky Moore, so that tells you how much uh, you need to know about. He always feels like a good value pick, and then does nothing. And then he's off my team by week four. He he did nothing for me. I I was rid of him after like three weeks. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I'm a, I like watching Pacheco with those angry runs, but I just I just hate the Chiefs so much, so 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 much. I get it, but I can never root for the Niners. Are too. you not a Swifty, Liam? Honestly, I don't I don't really care. Like. <laughs> I don't even even the covers like I kind of just tune it out. If they're not on the game, I'm usually like kind of half on my phone anyway. Yeah, I don't and really. I don't get people. Shocker! They're gonna like. Are they supposed to not show her? Yeah, like they're gonna show her when her boyfriend scores a touchdown. They're gonna show her when her boyfriend yeah. doesn't score a touchdown. <laughs> they're, they're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna show her when her boyfriend's not playing. I, just do the my, like, like when you watch the national championship and there's that broadcast that has like. A one screen that's like a panel and then another one that's the game. Just do that. Just have swift cam and then. Part of me thinks it'd be funnier if we just mic'd her up. Like, yeah. let's just, if people are going to be upset about, sh- let's just, ma- yeah, yeah, make a swift Go cast. Go all in. <laughs> mic her up. Get her in the booth. Charge it pay-per-view. Taylor, what'd you like on that possession? we'll just start printing money. Oh, dude, that's infinite money glitch right there if you yeah. put a mic on Taylor Swift. I think that's why they're doing it so much anyway. It's getting such a reaction and so much attention. They don't care what kind of attention it is. They're going to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Infinite money glitch. They showed her walking in during (laughs) the other championship game. uh, But I don't get dudes who are, like, actually angry about it. (laughs) Like, you're not going to – you're going to watch the game. Yeah, why are you letting – why are you letting – this like, don't show her. your mute your mood. I want to see the game. Yeah. Like it's she like, can't be a fan yeah. of this. We'll see the game, buddy. Who cares? I don't know. Get a life. Womp womp. Taylor <laughs> yeah. Swift. Yeah. Anyways, that section of obligatory Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, talk yeah. Was brought to you by Chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another one that I remember watching too was the. David Tyree helmet catch, like, that end of the game. And I just – because that, too, like, even as a little kid, all the adults I'm watching the Super Bowl with hating the Patriots. Like, the Patriots are full heel at this point. And for Eli Manning to just lead that miraculous drive, I will I will go to my grave as an Eli Manning defender. I have a bookmark, like, app on the home screen on my phone that's just Eli Manning's pro football reference page. And I will get into heated Eli Manning debates – just randomly because he is he is the giant slayer. He is the David versus the Goliath. Eli Manning and Nick Foles are like the only thing keeping us from Tom Brady having an actual decade's worth of Super Bowls. That's such a good point. I'm, so I'm not thank a huge you guys Eli for your guy. service. I'm not a huge Eli guy, if I'm being honest. 
Like I, I don't. Just the way he tur- would always turn it on in the playoffs, though. That's that's like what got me is his regular season would just be so mid to bad. He's such a Jimmy. And then in the playoffs, he's a top four. Victor quarterback Cruz carried him Uh-oh. that second <laughs> run, bro. Vic- no player in NFL history has ever had more sauce in aura than I wanted to be Victor Cruz. And whenever <laughs> year that was, the salsa dance. Oh yeah. my god! I was gonna say, I think I don't think I made it through like a day of fifth grade without doing uh, the salsa dance. No player has ever been cooler than Victor Cruz. No, I feel like and, Odell Beckham had that like long run where every single kid wanted to be Odell. Rumored to be dating Kim Kardashian. (laughs) The Odell haircut was crazy. wild. Just dying the top. Like, everyone had it, though. Like, I feel like that aura that Odell Beckham had in that point, it was like people disliked him because of how much attention he got. I've sort of abandoned this take, but for a while, I just thought Odell was the one highlight catch merchant, and I didn't think he was very good. But I, I, I still, did, I did as well. I stored his, like sort a thousand still, yards his first couple of years. Yeah, no, he's he had a great start to his career, but he had one catch and then flew. <laughs> yeah, he was like, and now he's rumored to be dating Kim Kardashian. Really? Hey, good for yeah. you, though, bro. I did not even know that. Yeah, I just saw that before. Apparently, they're rumored to be taking it public soon, which. I can't imagine. Caring. If that was like eight oh. years ago, that would have been cool. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't care as hard as I try. I just can't care. Two celebrities I don't care. Yeah, about I don't anymore. care. It's just like I suppose it's good a story. for Kim Kardashian dating it, the third receiver just, on the Ravens. It's, they're just buzzwords. <laughs> Free agent receiver. He'll probably. Yeah, I don't even know where he's going to play next year. If he he's going to play, go, he needs just, just to keep going to like all the irrelevant franchises <laughs> and just have like an Odell tour. <laughs> He should try to get on every team before he retires. Odell Beckham Jr. needs to be a Tennessee Titan. Why not? I want to see him on the Commanders, on the Commies. Hey, they might get Caleb Williams now, so. And Kyle Shanahan. If they do get Caleb Williams, I think Odell is just like, sure. I think you'd try it. They have the most cap space, too. Josh Harrison wanted to make a splash. I'll bring in a big name like Odell. Caleb Williams, Odell seems like a good pair. They can cry together after losses. (laughs) They can paint their nails together. They need that cap space because that team is horrible. That team lacks talent in a severe way. Well, it was just it was bad from the top down. So now they're like just having to totally uproot the franchise with a new owner and Josh Harris. And like, I think they're changing. The, they're supposed to be changing the name again. Like it's Red Wolves. I like that one. I like Hogs. Hogs, hogs. is good. Just the Hogs. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I don't. Hogs. I don't think that's gonna fly. I don't know the hogs. Washington hogs. Roll hogs. Yeah. Do you guys follow like you know like the pro football grades like the random numbers they make mm. up every week? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like which are always like biased in some certain way, but like when it benefits a player, I want. Oh, no, that's, like, that's going straight up on like the Instagram story. I'm sending it to my friends. The funniest thing when the Browns played the Texans in the playoffs, and it was like it was like the video of I think the Rock, and he's like holding up his hand. And it's like Miles Garrett using his PFF grade to stop yeah. the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> and Miles Garrett did absolutely yeah. Yeah, nothing. He went Harry Houdini for the whole last third of the yeah. season. No, but I saw a pro, I think it was another like pro football focus or whatever post a couple hours ago. It was like franchises with the brightest futures, and Commanders was at two, which it doesn't make any sense at all. And Packers because they have the number two pick. That's why the Packers weren't on the on in the top five, and they had the youngest team there in the playoffs. They have I don't a young know. core of guys who've actually proven themselves in the but NFL. That's crazy. Let me guess the Bears. The analytics one. movement has gone too far. Where you can we could make up a stat. You right can just now. nerd yourself into a circle. According to the WZIP rating, <laughs> Deshaun Watson yes. 
The WZIP grade. <laughs> yeah, grade has Max Crosby According actually as the greatest edge rusher of all time. According to advanced analytics introduced by WZIP Sports, Dorian Thompson Robinson <laughs> is the greatest he's, prospect. He's on track to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> According to the yeah. Zippy rating. Yeah. Stupid him, analytics. Him and Lamar Jackson had the same Zippy so rating dumb. their first year. Kadarius Tony has a 100 grade. <laughs> anyway, just, just make arbitrarily large numbers. Just no. make it go up to a million. That's, it's like that in the NBA, too. Just random. There's one called Raptor, LeBron. Just ridiculous metrics. Yeah. Where it's like, can you guys just watch the game? What's the Raptor metric? Like, yeah. how fast you lose to LeBron? It's like, oh, my gosh. You know the you know the meme? It's the two guys, like, sitting on the bus. Like, you know. Yeah, one the guy, one guy's, like, all sad and dejected. Yeah, the sad and the guy's, guy's looking at the window yeah. all happy. Sad guy's looking at the Raptor LeBron metrics and the PFF grade. And <laughs> the other dude's just watching the games and just, saying, just watching that boy's nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, nine catches for 150 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. That guy had a good game. No, we need to nuke Pro Football Network <laughs> or pro, like, player grade. Be for real. Be, I bet. Uh, I bet Pete Carroll's play calling would have had a high, <laughs> a high yeah, grade in that Super Bowl. I bet Bowl. it would. It was, it was a probability. I remember seeing something that like Malcolm Butler really like shouldn't have been on the field. No, for that even he just got subbed in. And he was. Uh, the, the Titans paid him right after. Yes, year two after that's an example of a guy yeah. making a career Did out of one play. After. Yeah, like, good for you. That's a huge play, but then yeah. just yeah, that was David a- David Tyree with the helmet catch. I think he was out of the league in like two years. Yeah, he never had over 211 yards receiving in any season that he played. I think Victor Cruz fell off pretty quickly after. Yeah, he, he went on Dance with the Stars. But he I was good Plaxico for a couple Burris of years. Though. Caught the winning touchdown in the David Tyree Super Bowl. And was that, I think it was before he shot himself in the leg in a nightclub. But either way, legend. Legend. That's something I want to try. <laughs> Shooting yourself in the what? leg in a nightclub? <laughs> the salsa hey, dancing with the stars. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't know where I was going when I said that. but like, All right, you do you. Whatever floats your boat, man. Okay. Sometimes your gun just slips. We've all seen yeah. 8 Mile. Yeah, come on. It was AI. It wasn't me. My okay, first Super Bowl. I'll get I'll get back to the topic at hand, I suppose. But the first Super Bowl I remember, two thousand nine Steelers Cardinals. That was like the first game I was like San Antonio. Holmes I think I was catch. I was like five or six. But San Antonio Holmes. I think James Harrison had like a almost hundred yard pick six. But I think that's that's where my like consciousness as a sports fan kind of kicked in. I kind of like. Yeah, that was where my, my sentience activated in my... I, was, I remember having the Madden with both of them on the cover. That's yeah. one of my sentient... Yeah, like, but I, I remember sports. being told as, like, a, a child, like, Brown's good, Steelers bad, or whatever. <laughs> just, like, the usual, like, little kid sports fan. So I remember yeah. being upset when San Antonio Holmes caught it. And I think, yeah, that's where my, like, Steelers disdain started. Is that Super Bowl. That is one of the most clutch plays of all time, though. Oh, yeah. Like, undoubtedly. And they... The Steelers are tied for the most Super Bowls out of any team in history. And if the 49ers win on Sunday, they join them. They have six. That's crazy. Patriots, Steelers, and 49ers. Oh, that's who won them, a bunch of Super Bowls in the 80s, the Niners. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Jerry Rice days, the Montana, Steve Young. They're doing what the Packers have done ever since, is just go from one generational quarterback to another. And my franchise that can't get one. Might be jumping the gun on Jordan Love, but he looked really nice. It's looking – all signs are pointing to it, and it's terrifying. He is really good. It's just the decision-making in that last game was ridiculous. Yeah, that was a cartoonish yeah. interception. <laughs> that was – he looked like a cartoon character. Yeah, that, was, that was rough. 
I can't I can't defend that. That looked like as a Packers owner, but <laughs> that's me on Madden when I'm clearly outmatched <laughs> yeah. and it's like thirty one. Just trying to, to make eight. a play. Oh yeah. Me scrambling and I accidentally hit Y instead yeah. of A and yeah, that's what that looked like. Or um when Madden decides that you're under pressure even though you're not, so the ball goes ten yards away from oh, where yeah. you're meant to throw it. Yeah. Jordan Love is a living Madden simulation. Yeah. That's what he is. Uh, yeah. Jordan That's... Love is not a real quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is real. AI. That yeah. wasn't me who threw that. It's just going to turn into a conspiracy podcast after That's two fine. weeks. <laughs> That's basically That's it. fine. Should we All get into right, to so this year's predictions? Yeah, I was thinking we'll get into this year's predictions. Drew, start with you. I'm going Chiefs. I just feel like we talked about Mahomes being inevitable, and I, I think that's going to happen. I just don't. I can't imagine a world where Brock Purdy is a Super Bowl champion with all due respect to him being uh, an elite system quarterback. I think Mahomes is going to pull it out. I said 31-27. I think it'll be close. I feel like I just see the the Niners having a, a drive and a chance to win at the end of the game and Purdy throwing a pick or, or turnover on downs. Big Taylor Swift celebration at midfield. <laughs> Disney Channel ending. Mahomes third ring. Goat conversation by Stephen A. Smith the next day. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Uh, I actually agree with you. I had the Chiefs winning. I had it as more of a defensive matchup because I think a lot of people, when they think about this Super Bowl, they think about Brock Purdy, McCaffrey, Kelsey, Mahomes. But I think about these defenses and how these are both top five defenses in the NFL. And first, time's Mah- first time Mahomes had a defense. I, I know. And this defense is really good. I feel like everybody just hops on the train of – Oh, the Chiefs always have a bad defense, and Mahomes carries them. And this year, that was not the case at all. Like they had several players that were that could have been Pro Bowlers, could have been All Pro. McDuffie found himself this season. Chris Jones is always great. You know, Nick Bolton had a great year last year in the Super Bowl. Legarius Sneed. Legarius yeah. Sneed. Carlofitis shows flashes. It's like they have a really good defense, and. I feel like the Niners, everyone always knows that they have a great defense. And besides the Lions. The Niners game, win the guy off. You just are naming guys. Mm-hmm. If we were just guys naming dudes here, the Niners win that. But Yeah, I, they beat any team in that. Like, not just the Chiefs. I think they beat any team in just naming people. But besides last week against – or two weeks ago against the Lions, Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football, in my opinion. But the Lions tore him apart, so we're going to have to see how he recovers from a bad game like that. But, you know, you got Nick Bosa, of course. You have uh, Charvarius Ward, that's his name. I think he's top five corner in the NFL. I think it's going to be a defensive show out, and I can see like a 24-28 ending Dude. score. <laughs> Did I, what happened? You stole my thunder. Also, one, <laughs> one name, Chase Young, has just turned into the Invisible Man. He was yeah. like insane. He just wants to be like Miles Garrett out of college. Like, what is Chase Young? And now he was he was just doing cardio against the Lions. Yeah. And I like when the Commanders traded him. Snow. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I saw the stats too, where it was like, oh, since acquiring Chase Young, the Niners are eight and one. And I'm like, what is he and done? He and he does like he will show the occasional tackles. flash, but he just like doesn't try. No, that's he looks like he's, he's frustrating just like, to watch. He like, literally looks like the Predator. You're like, this guy no, should dominate football. He's hanging out out there while, yeah, while his teammates run around. Like, uh, he's just hanging yeah. out. He's surrounded by, like, the best defensive oh, yeah. line in football, so. He has a front row seat to the show, so he's just like, yeah, you guys go there. I'll kind of just 
And, hey, Nick Bosa's fun to watch. That's how fun to watch. Well, mm-hmm. I played football. I get sometimes too. <laughs> I played football in third grade. My only season of football. I was on the defensive third line. Legend. I was on the defensive line at fifty-two pounds. I was four foot two, fifty-two pounds. <laughs> I think I might have had like three solo tackles the whole year. But what? I think this is what Chase Young does. I would just like watch my teammates because I couldn't tackle anybody. And then once the pile, <laughs> once the pile had already started, I would be like, so I probably had twenty half tackles where I would just jump on the pile. And that's once what, you weren't scared to get your nose. That's dirty. what Chase Young's been doing. <laughs> yeah, it brings me pain to say this Super Bowl in general just hurts as a Raiders fan. The worst Super Bowl possible. It's at our stadium. As a Raiders <laughs> fan, you hate the Niners because they're also from Cali. You always hate the Niners. So if I have to root against the NFC Raiders, team, are not from Cali. The they were from Cali. <laughs> All right, Vegas, baby. Sports town, Las Vegas. It's always it's always the Shield. No matter where it's at, it's about the Shield. But anyway, we hate the Niners. Also hate the Chiefs because. Shoot, they win our division every year now. So, like, one of these two teams is going to win a Super Bowl on my home field. I would prefer the Niners because they're not the division rival. I hate the Niners less. But I just – the Super Bowl just doesn't seem to go how I want it to most of the time. So, I just – I'm my prediction is going to be Chiefs. The Chiefs just always they – just, they do enough to get it done. I was going to predict 24-20, but now I'll change it up. We'll go – we'll go 27-24 Chiefs. And the Chiefs just do enough to get it done. They're going to be able to attack with Pacheco in that run game, and Mahomes and Kelsey are going to probably be unguardable because that's just what happens in big moments. Like, they get it done. It's what they do. And pain and misery is what my sports fandom is about, and that is what would cause the most pain and misery. <laughs> so, Are we all feeling Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. yeah. I don't know or what Kelsey. else happens. I can't. The Kelsey buzz will be if wild. they do it for He goes Kelsey. for like a buck 20 and a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. And then he proposes at midfield. You have it, to think that's probably that, that's got to be Travis the Kelsey jumping the yeah. shark though. Like I really think that. And happen. then they break out into like a musical number, and there's like Jason Kelsey's shirtless. Yeah. Just down there. I really hope that the album after they break up is fire though. <laughs> I'm not even a big Taylor Swift fan, but like it was like manifesting negativity yeah. there. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> also, pa- Pat Mahomes Senior getting a little rowdy on the roads this hey. week. <laughs> He'll be at the game though. Don't think, don't think he'll be driving around Vegas. <laughs> He's gonna Uber to the game, yeah. but he might, ha- might uh, yeah, he'll be at yeah. the game. Just won't be driving there. If you are ingesting illicit substances or substances that can impair your driving. Please call an Uber. Genuine. Don't, don't be yeah. Patrick Mahomes Senior, right? He's Patrick yeah. Mahomes. If if the Chiefs win, then Patrick Mahomes will have as many Super Bowl rings as his dad has DUI arrests. Ooh, it's one of my favorite stats from the game. Just in case you guys were wondering. This is a big DUI arrest podcast. Just arrest in general. Just numbers don't lie. It's just a stat. Wow, I just looked over at the thing when we all like talked there. The, the voice sound just went crazy. <laughs> the boys get fired up about DUIs. We do. Very. That's what, that was leading me, and I don't know if we can talk about it, but like, I kind of want to do like a professional athlete criminals podcast. Probably could. I feel like that would be like that would be fun to dive into. Like, there's some ones that kind of got swept under the rug. We can obviously talk about the big ones. We have to be very like careful that. around that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have to be careful. And, like, I have to know all of what we can say. But, like, some of them are bad. And a lot of we them can like, talk about crime. the rug. Yeah. Mike Vick. Mike Vick. Allegedly Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis Chris Benoit, WWE legend. Not a great story. But, yeah, there's just, I think there's, like, the thing, I think I there's like a good, idea. like, deep dive there that could be, like, informative and just cool to go down and to see what's all been, like, swept under the rug and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I like that. 
professional athlete legal yeah. troubles. Good, we'll get good idea. We'll get talking. So, I feel like that's it for today for your History of the Super Bowl podcast. Thanks again to my co-host here. We have Mitch Bates, Drew Bailey, and I'm your host, Liam Ringenbaugh. This has been Sports Power Talk Overtime. See you later.